Hello, guys. I'm Anna Kamashka, the host of Wicca's show, where we talk with Web3 industry experts. And today, our guest is Emily Rose DeLauer, leadership coach who helps ambitious but overwhelmed leaders to thrive without the burnout. And today, let's find out how this can be achieved. So, hello, Emily. Welcome. Hello. Thanks Thank so you. much. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. So uh, I know that you have a huge experience in Web3. So could you please uh, tell uh, our listeners uh, about your background, how you joined Web3? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a participant, type participant in Web3 since 2015. Um, I first came into the space because at the time I thought it was I thought it was another reason, but actually someone reminded me, hey, you mm -hmm. used to pay for your co-working space in Bitcoin. I was like, wait, yeah, I did. In Bali, mm -hmm. 2015. So everybody was kind of starting to make a bit of noise about Bitcoin, especially if you were like in the digital nomad space, yeah. which I was at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and then 2016, I went over to um, Saigon. I was living in Vietnam <laughs> and I was put in contact with Bitcoin.com. And Bitcoin.com were like the leaders in the crypto space at the time. Sure. They were like always partnering with the big exchanges and they were led by Roger Veer. But I didn't know any of this. I didn't <laughs> know what I was walking into. So I became their marketing manager. I did like the social media, product mm -hmm. marketing, conferences, all that kind of stuff, like the end-to-end -end marketer. Um, and that was kind of what pushed me into this space. Um, pre previous to that, I was in tech mm -hmm. um, as a marketer. So I've always mm -hmm. been in marketing up until a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. So yeah, that, that okay. was my entry into the space. Yeah, thanks so much. But as far as I know, you decided to quit some time ago because mm -hmm. of some issues that we have in our yes. space. Yeah, so could you tell yeah, us a so, bit? Yeah, so being a marketing leader in the Web3 space was really a challenge because there was no support for leaders back then. I mean, still, there still is not support for leaders back then. But um, I really struggled with coming into a company that was led by the founders and quickly uncovering that the whole setup was very dysfunctional, mm -hmm. um, especially in the exchange space. And it was dysfunctional because a lot of people didn't talk to each other. A lot of people didn't agree on things. There was no kind of processes in place for anything, especially communication. And most of the time, the founders didn't e even agree with each other. And so yeah. it caused this like constant uncertainty in the company, which put a lot of pressure on our leaders um, and me. And as like that pressure... And especially as a new leader, when I when I went into the exchange space, I was in my mid-20s, so I was a, a young leader, yeah. um, thrown into this big position of power where I had to make big decisions and like my my report was the founder of the big mm -hmm. company. Um, it was very scary, especially with no support. And so for the first few years, I really struggled. I, fe I felt like I managed to, because I'm naturally a leader and naturally compassionate, I managed to protect my team. Mm -hmm. But I, with being such a protector I was struggling so everyone else is all right but I was not and so over time I got mentors I got coaches and I learned that to be a strong leader you have to do all the self-work first before you can help other people and so I did that and as along along the road I managed to um, kind of undo that but we can get to that a bit later yeah okay and you mentioned compassionate uh, leader 
uh, such a term. Could you please uh, tell a bit what it means? Yes, so I talk about compassionate leadership quite often and there's a few different elements. So being a compassionate leader is very much about having empathy mm-hmm. and getting on the same level as your people. That's like if someone's having a really tough day, you're not trying to fix it for them. Mm-hmm. You're getting on the same level and saying, hey, I understand. How can I help? Okay. It's not throwing more stuff at them. It's not overwhelming them. It's not trying to find solutions. It's like getting on the same level. Yeah. It's also about listening to them fully and wholly. So having a conversation with people and immersing yourself in what they're saying and what they're feeling before you even start to speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the time I, f- I find like leaders are like, uh, what's the word? They don't listen. They talk a lot, like a lot, a lot. And then they don't pause to actually understand what's really going on in the company. Um, and I think that's because they are so pressured themselves. They haven't done the inner work. So compassion is also active listening. And it's also um, understanding that your team need you to help them be inspired. They need you to feel supported. So understanding that you are kind of one of their pillars in the company. Mm-hmm. And so you have to treat them like a human being. You cannot be, as, as that person that they want to go to, you can't be the person that they fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. And I think mm-hmm. that the whole structure Probably it's in Web3 in particularly, but maybe in some other industries as well. But the whole structure should be uh, like that from the very top till mid, right? Because Mm -hmm. if everyone uh, pushes from the very head, then how can we... Exactly. And so what I didn't mention actually is that I found... There was a lot of new founders who'd never been founders before mm-hmm. or extremely technical founders, so developers building these companies because and it's still the case now in mm-hmm. crypto, they give the money to the developers as grants, as funding, because they're the ones building. But these developers haven't had time to learn how to build teams, learn how to scale a business. Yes, they can scale a product, yeah. but they don't know how to scale people and help them with all the the rocks and the the walls and stuff that they come up against along the way. Mm-hmm. And so you have these founders who think they're doing a good job in their own way, but they're causing destruction along the way. And then they wonder, why is nothing moving forward? Yeah, exactly. And they find that lots of people leave. Mm-hmm. And when lots of people leave, they start to hire people like them because they feel safe. Mm-hmm. And so it's this constant, constant cycle of... Um, It's like build, destruct, build, destruct. And nobody ever keeps solid teams until they realize, or at least somebody who's a leader stands up and says, you need support here. Like, and comes at them and starts to give them the support they need. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, that's the point when you decided to become a coach, right? To support leaders. Yeah, and, and also marketing. I've been doing it for 13 years and I felt like I wasn't helping people. I felt like the marketing was helping people come and use something, a product, because mm-hmm. I was always in exchanges, payments and like NFTs. Mm-hmm. That wasn't helping anybody on a, like a human level. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do something that could actually help people live a better life. And how do I do that with the skills that I've got? And so I, d- I requalified. I did all the training. I like to get all the pieces of paper and certificates and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I got accredited by the ACE, which is a really well-established. Um, it's like the oldest uh, UK certification company. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, I'm very proud of that. Um, <laughs> and I did that. I used my leadership skills. And now I support the leaders because we can say these leaders are terrible. We can say that they don't know what they're doing. Okay, we'll help them then. Mm-hmm. 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 Let's help them to build the companies. 
Yeah. Okay. And uh, so what are the main issues that those leaders come to you with? So uh, as you said that you help overwhelmed leaders, mm -hmm. right? So they are yes. all tired with no energy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's you, literally all of the all of the leaders and founders, because I have founders as well, come <laughs> to me and they're like, I'm so tired and I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. I'm putting all the work in and nothing's moving. What do I do? Or maybe they've got into a brand new role. A few of my leaders are like new to a big role, like CEO role, for example, mm -hmm. in big companies. And they are like... I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. Like, I'm overwhelmed. I have imposter syndrome. Um, I'm working 24-7 because of the imposter syndrome. Yeah. So we work to like figure that out for them mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. make it way more sustainable. Yeah, exactly. Because if you work 24-7, uh, it doesn't mean you will be productive. It it will Exactly. Yeah, you'll just And that's the case. Give up. They get behind on deadlines, they struggle with presentations. Not because they're not extremely capable and talented, but because they are not doing the right work mm -hmm. and they're too in their heads. Yeah. And do you think it's it's particularly for uh, it's, um, it's a problem particularly for Web three or just in for all the other leaders? It's it's definitely a problem for most leaders in mm -hmm. general. Mm -hmm. I specifically focus on tech and Web three because there's a big overlap. I see a lot of the actually. Two of my clients are Web 2 moving into Web 3 or they've mm -hmm. just been put in a department that is Web 3 and they are like, this is bonkers. Like, I don't know how to manage the change mm -hmm. associated with Web 3. That's something that we work on, actually, is like, how do I set, keep my own boundaries, but also do well and help my team do well? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because exactly. I, I think that one of the issues, particularly specific for Web3, which I see, is uh, really that we have so many people coming and leaving, coming and leaving all the time. And you don't have that expertise uh, like accumulated in the team mm -hmm. because every time exactly. you, are, uh, you have to teach new people and then they leave and then again. Exactly. And, they, and you have to understand why are these people leaving and you've got to start examining it which is, and and this is sometimes when people bring me on, like I work for two different organizations and they know they've got a problem and they just can't figure it out. So mm -hmm. I come in and do audits. I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, how is everybody working? Yeah. How do people talk to each other? How do people actually learn in this place? Are you even telling people what you do? What's going on? A lot of the time it's always communication and not understanding how other people um, receive feedback. Yeah. Exactly. So you do come to the companies and yes. make that research inside. Yeah, because I, I do one-on-one -on -one and I do teams and leadership within mm -hmm. companies because I'm trying to tackle all the different areas where leaders would need help because my mission is really to help all the leaders and people working in Web3 to thrive. Mm -hmm. So if there's already a company that's functioning well, but they've got a high turnover rate or they are not getting the the productivity that they want from the teams that bring me in to start observing what mm -hmm. is going on. Yeah. And usually it's just small tweaks and confidence issues, communication issues, um, perfectionism mm -hmm. is a lot of the time there. So yeah, it yeah. really helps being in the teams because mm -hmm. actually I love working in the teams because it helps me keep my finger on the pulse in terms of what's happening with the developments and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, as you said, uh, sometimes it really just 
a team sometimes needs some inspiration, some mm-hmm. some support. Yeah, right. Yeah, and maybe they can become more productive if they want to, <laughs> if they desire. Exactly. Yeah, not when yeah. they are forced and when they are scared. Yeah. Because exactly, and it's like, sorry, carry on. No, no. I mean, I, I mean, um, when you are scared, it's not uh, a productive thing uh, to exactly. And uh, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And, and if you don't feel you, if you're the big boss, who do you talk to? Yeah. How do you say I'm having a tough day? I literally don't know how to do my job. If you've got someone in the team who can support on that as a coach then you know that you can make mistakes and you can talk to someone about it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, could you tell a bit uh, about uh, those audits that you do? Is it like a a uh, one-time service or how does it work? No, so usually what happens is when someone comes to me and says, hey, I think our leaders need a bit of support or I don't know myself mm-hmm. how to lead this team or build or how to hire people. I don't actually know what we need right now. Can you come and advise? And the first thing I do is say, I need to understand what is there right now. Yeah. That's the audit. Mm-hmm. So I'll go in and I'll have one-on-one conversations with everyone. I'll start looking at their conversations, how they talk to each other. Do they have processes? Because I, I, I do it a bit of like, um, it's called coach consultancy, like coaching and consulting <laughs> yeah. for the companies. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because I can take all of my years of marketing as yeah, a leader expertise. and mm-hmm. building products. Yeah. And the coaching. So I do bits and pieces. So for example, I, I, I work with a lot of marketing teams and marketing leaders and they'll say, okay, I don't know why like this person has taken so long to get back to me. I'm like, is there a process? Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to consider one. I don't do anything for them. Mm-hmm. I advise and yeah. suggest. Yeah, it's very, yeah, it can be very valuable. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I see it. outside eye. Yeah, mm-hmm. outside, yeah. exactly. Okay, perfect. And um, uh, what else I wanted to ask? Oh, yeah. Um, so currently you are still working, uh, as you said, with tech teams, uh, with Web3 teams. But uh, as far as I know, you are also building your own product, project, right? Yes. Yes. So I'm building Payant, which is a Web 2.5 escrow payment and invoicing solution. (laughs) And it's built for both contractors and their clients. So anybody who needs to get paid on time, basically. Uh And the reason I built this is because, and still now, still now I don't get paid on time, always chasing invoices (laughs) uh, from companies. And so I was just tired of having to do this. For me now, it's okay, right? I don't need to worry about these things. But imagine if it's a freelancer just starting out and that paycheck is like their Important. rent or yeah. their bills. Exactly, yeah. mm-hmm. right? I want to make sure those guys are looked after. Um, especially the people who are doing like consultancy work where mm-hmm. it's maybe over three months time or something and they're too scared to ask for a big deposit because the client might not trust that they do the work. So all we do is remove the trust. Mm-hmm. And you can create, You basically, if you're a contractor, you'd come onto the dashboard, you create a quote, like mm-hmm. a proposal in, yeah. the, in the dashboard. Mm-hmm. You'd send it to your client. You'd say, hey, um, I'm going to send you this um, proposal. As a deposit, you'll put it into an escrow. Mm-hmm. So either way, if I don't do the work, you get the money back. Yeah. If I do do the work, I'll get the money, guaranteed. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and so they confirm, you send them the, the confirmed invoice for a deposit or you could even send it for the full amount if you wanted to. It could just sit in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you do the work. And then once the work's done, you upload the proof of work and then they confirm it's okay. 
or you go through a revision process. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's not okay and you haven't delivered and the client's not happy and you cannot find a solution, then we go to decentralized mediation where mm-hmm. a jury, a decentralized mm-hmm. jury takes mm-hmm. care of it. Um, but we look after the whole process. And so at the moment we are lo- we're launching in soft beta. So I'm not going to be doing a big marketing campaign yet, but we've got testers at the moment mm-hmm. in private. Mm-hmm. Next step, public soft, fifteenth uh, of June. That's my deadline for the developers. So fingers crossed. Um, and then we're going to be focusing on the client side. So building mm-hmm. out dashboards for businesses mm-hmm. versus just contractors. Yeah, perfect. So great. It's very exciting. Yeah, great. And I know that you also have another important date. Right, which is yeah. very close. Oh, yeah, seventh. <laughs> yep, July. Yeah, the wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Congratulations. So, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. yeah, we've. I was like, wait, maybe like I'm doing quite a lot. Maybe other people need to understand. I posted on LinkedIn for context. Um, maybe other people need to understand that you can't actually do all of this stuff. Yeah, like, it's actually possible. Um, Emily, like five years ago, would have been on the floor, like not being able to cope with all this stuff. So. I just want people to understand that if they put the right things in place, that they can manage all of it mm-hmm. and they don't have to choose what they do. Like uh, before I was um, building business, two businesses at once, I thought, how can I possibly be a coach and how can I possibly be a founder at the same time? Won't people get confused and think, oh, Emily, the coach is building a tech business as mm-hmm. well. But then I realized that I can do anything I want. I can be multidimensional. I can do whatever like pulls me towards it, right? If I want to, I can say yeah. yes to things that are important and so can anybody else. And I think a lot of the time, sorry, I've gone off on a tangent, but a lot of the time people, um, especially women, mm-hmm. think that they have to just be doing what they're doing and that they have to be really good at it and they've got the family to look after and they've got this and they've got that. But if you set up time management, set boundaries, set non-negotiables, it's possible for you to do things that you really love to do as well. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. But you just need to, yeah, make it like prioritize, right? Exactly. And it's discipline is prioritization and discipline. And so discipline is a learned uh, tool that mm-hmm. you can create for yourself, just like confidence. And when it comes to lots of women who come to me have this rhetoric in their head that is, I'm not good enough. So I'm not good enough to build a business, not good enough to be a leader. And sometimes it takes a lot longer like for some clients they get it and they're like re- rewiring their brain without coaching sessions but sometimes it takes a lot longer for other people because they haven't they haven't put the discipline in place for them to start the repetitive mm-hmm. habits so for example one of like this I'm not good enough thing yeah that was a big problem for me when I was younger and I can like hand on heart say that this is not getting in my way anymore because I've put so much repetitive work in every single day if a thought comes up I'm not good enough I'm bloody good enough this is I'm so good at this and I'm going to continue to be good at this and you just got to keep replacing and as you replace you have to change your behaviors and then you've got to change what you say about yourself and it's a great big thing rewiring. yeah step by step journey yeah sort of working yeah. but if you don't put the work in and you don't repeat then you don't get the results. Yeah, you need to start. It's very simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. So you have to have the courage to and the awareness to understand what you need to change. And that's that's whenever I do coaching one-on-one, that's where we start. Yeah, we understand. you can co- uncover yeah. those points. Exactly. Yeah. They come to me with one problem and that's never the problem. Yeah. It's always much deeper. Deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I see. Yeah. 
Okay, perfect. And I also saw right now before the interview that you are nominated as a Women yeah. Change Maker Award, right? Yes, yeah, yeah for Nia Foundation. Yeah, congratulations. I'm very excited this morning. I'll vote, thank you. I'll vote for you. <laughs> Yay, thank you. Yeah, uh, that was a really big surprise. I was like, wow, I'm like on the same list as Kathy Hackle. That's so cool. <laughs> perfect. Great, great. Love it. Yeah. Okay, uh, I think I have no more questions so far. Thank you so much for okay. the discussion. Thank you. I like, really love your podcast. I will continue Yay. listening to it. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. Yeah. And guys, if you like our conversation, and as always, you are welcome to come up with your questions to our guest, to Emily, writing comments under this video. And in several days, we will select the winner and we'll give away a free Bitcoin mining contract from Ecos. So good luck with that. Thank you so much, Emily. Thank you so much. Yeah. So see you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.